Hi guys, it's Lily. Just me today. I'm sitting at a friend's house in Boston and I'm going to be answering some of your questions about the last song that we released called TV Screens and Videos. But first, welcome to the Play Me Twice podcast. <laughs> That um, that always makes me laugh. I'm glad that we have such a high quality uh, attention to music on this music podcast. Um, as you can see, the production value on our opening track is uh, not to be missed. Anyways, um, all sarcasm aside, I'm super excited to be here um, answering some questions about the song we just put out, um, which has been the third song that we put out on this audiovisual album. It's called TV Screens and Videos, and we just released the music video uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, now some of you have submitted your questions about how we made it, what went into it, and um, what happened in the music video. So um, without further ado, I'll play you the track, and then we'll answer your questions.
I don't know if you are technically allowed as a musician to say that you love your own music, but I really do love that song. And um, yeah, it was so fun to write and it's so fun to play at shows. And it just kind of came out of me, which was really nice to have something kind of contrast um, some of the other slower stuff with something you could really just dance along to. It, I don't know, makes me happy. And I hope that I will write some, some other things that are kind of more groove based and more dancing just because it's fun, you know? Um, anyways, so we had some questions. Um, we'll start off with Adam from Canada who sent over uh, in a tweet. So we'll just kind of go through all the questions he's had and I will try to answer them accordingly. Um, so first he says, was that a saxophone solo? Uh, why isn't the drummer more like Ringo? The drummer sounded busy. Who does your hair? Cool song. All right, that's a lot to fit into 140 characters, so I commend you, Adam. Um, let's start off with the first one. Yes, it was a saxophone solo, um, though we also had, we actually did three different takes of the horns. Um, you'll see in the music video, it just shows me and the drummer and um, bass and lead guitar, um, because that's how we recorded it live, and we did the other instrumentation as add-ons afterwards. Um, so that's the real reason that you don't see the saxophone player in there. Um, but there's there's a few different horns and weird stuff happening in there. Um, we had a little trumpet. Uh, we just had to try a few times to really get it right. Um, but finally we did. So it turned out a little quirky just how I wanted it. Um, second question, why isn't the drummer more like Ringo? Well, Alessio Romano, who you see on the drums, and who also uh, produced this track and this album um, has his whole own style of drumming. Um, he's not Ringo, but um, I love what he does and I love him regardless. Um, so that's, he's just not Ringo, I guess that's my answer, but um, I hope that you did appreciate uh, all that he does bring to the music. Um, a short story about him, since he's not actually here with me today. We have been friends and collaborators um, for the past like five years now. Um, and so it's kind of like this growing creative relationship, uh, which is so fun to kind of be able to build off of each other uh, musically and then having these wacky ideas like doing a podcast together too. Is it's pretty fun. Um, the drummer, uh, Alessio, sounded busy because it's a fast song. Um, so, you know, with an upbeat song, you need to not only keep the, the beat going, um, which of course is faster than a slower song, but you'll hear him doing some kind of like light tapping on the hi-hats um, and kind of more like he likes to do, and I like when he does a lot of soundscape work on his drums. Um, and so to be able to fit that some, some of that in onto a faster song uh, might sound busy to some, but it definitely keeps the momentum going. Um, Next question, um, and last question from Adam, who does my hair? Um, I do my hair uh, currently. I have curly hair. I will always have curly hair. I roll out of bed with curly hair and I go to sleep with curly hair. Um, so I would say I do it, but it does kind of have a mind of its own. So um, that's the answer for that. But um, I have been working with some stylists recently um, and experimenting with some hair stuff is really fun. So thanks, Adam, for asking your questions. Uh, we're going to move on to Daryl, from, also from Canada. Canada is representing today, um, who says, Was there one specific incident or occurrence that gave you the first inkling of this song? Or was it the fact that we all seem to be living and recording our lives through our phones? Question mark. Um, 
So to answer this question, I would say that uh, it's both. Um, I've been interested in just, I've been interested in life for a long time. Um, and I think that, you know, my music often is kind of, I'm commenting on what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing. And, um, and a big change, you know, happened quite a while ago now. Um, but I'd say like the second half of my life definitely was marked with the um, advent of technology and the internet and um, and how that kind of just speeds up our world and you know how we are um, how we're on our phones constantly and how that affects our personal relationships so um, especially in a city like this one New York um, where I'm where I'm living where I've been living for the past seven years um, life is really hectic and uh, trying to find connection with other people I think is has always been something that's really important to me um, and also fascinating to me like when you can't connect with other people what's going on um, so that was kind of in the background before I started writing the song but the real kind of impetus for writing the song was when I did the Kickstarter campaign um, to raise the funds for this album and part of that campaign which was fully funded by 165 amazing backers um, who I'm forever grateful to is that um, I turned the campaign itself into a game just because as I said before I'm always interested like how do we connect more um, even if we're doing something online like how can we make it more interactive and how can we kind of have more humanity into what we're doing um, even if it's digital. Um, so I turned the I turned the fundraiser into a game and whoever was a backer could vote on what I would sing to next and then I would do all these surprise serenades. Uh, you can look it up if you want. I'll put I'll put it in the comments below um, of this episode. But it was called Sing to Everything and I did about five different uh, surprise serenades, if you will, of me singing to these different people, um, sometimes inanimate objects. <laughs> it was really fun, but um, it also made me really think about um, the, the process that we go through when we're putting ourselves out there, especially on social media, and when we're, see when we're seeking uh, validation through what we're putting out there. Um, and kind of like a projection or an idea of who we are as expressed through our digital lives. Um, and so that kind of, that was kind of really what pushed me to write this song because I was feeling so insecure, honestly. Um, I was putting out content a lot. Uh, I was asking people for money, which is something I'd never done before. And I was asking people to put a price on the value of my music. Um, and, and that's, that's something that's really vulnerable. I'm so glad that I did it because I, with my music, um, if I'm not being vulnerable or if I'm not connecting with the people that I'm singing to, hopefully you, um, I don't feel like I'm doing my job and I don't feel like I'm making a difference. Um, so yes, that vulnerability is something that I, I like run towards, but at the same time, it doesn't make it doesn't make it more comfortable <laughs> sometimes when you're in the thick of it. Um, so I felt really uncomfortable um, for all these various reasons and plus the uncertainty, will I make the will I make the goal? Will I not make the goal? You know, am I gonna be able to do this album? All that kind of was resting um, in that in that moment. And so 
Um, I think this song came to me as an expression of that insecurity, but also a bit poking fun of it. Um, because, like, that's not how I would want to live my life. <laughs> I don't want to be asking the person I love to prove themselves that or prove that they love me um, by showing it in a video. But I think that um, that's not kind of an uncommon feeling that that everybody sometimes has. You put something on Facebook and you know you want people to like it. So it's kind of like an exploration of how far how far do you want to go with that. Um, so that is my answer to your question, Daryl. Last but not least, we have Allison from New York um, who had a very interesting question that I hadn't even thought about. Um, she was watching the video, she looked into the background, and anytime you see the bass player Scott Kappelman playing, you'll see behind him there is a chalkboard, um, and it is filled with uh, a math equation. So she wrote, she wrote, she wrote me, excuse me, um, with the chalkboard writing, was that a math equation or chord notes for the songs? Would you make this an equation for your next songs? Question mark. So the answer to that question is I did not write the math equation. In fact, it, it was it was a chord. It was uh, a music equation. Um, I would not make this an equation for my next song because I don't know actually what it means. Um, I looked at it closer, but I'm not trained. I'm not trained formally in music. Um, I play with amazing musicians who all went to Berklee College of Music, and so I feel fortunate to be able to kind of um, mine their musicianship and bring that into the mix. Um, so my training uh, as a musician, though I did take lessons, um, has never been kind of a formal, you know, learning um, theory and learning all the history and that sort of stuff. I have bits and pieces. I took about a year of music theory in college. Um, I took several years of guitar with different instructors, rhythm guitar, blues guitar, classical, um, even a little flamenco. And then I studied abroad in Argentina and I took tango guitar, which was really fun. And then the next six months were in Brazil and I was studying um, bossa nova and other folklore styles. Um, and then in terms of singing, in terms of my um, music upbringing, I have done about, I guess, four years now of just vocal lessons, vocal training. Um, and uh, but that has also has also just been kind of exploring my style and exploring the ways that I want to express music and not necessarily like a strict understanding of all the basics of music. Um, so that's a long answer to your question, Allison. But I thought, you know, well, why not? Why not go into all the things that I don't know? So those were the questions for this uh, for this podcast that I chose today. Um, I hope you guys will stay tuned for our next release and then submit your questions. Um, if you have any other questions about the song, you can just put them in the comments below. Uh, connect with me, of course, <laughs> especially through this song, through, uh, through social media. Um, and otherwise, thanks again for listening. I uh, really appreciate the support. Um, this podcast is just kind of a little experiment of... Um, seeing how, how to release an album in this digital uh, day and age. And so you'll see in some of the other episodes, I'm interviewing other artists, um, interviewing other friends in the industry, and just trying to get at the, get at the basics of 
what's happening now, what does it mean to be an artist, um, and what does that mean for other people. Um, so thanks for participating with me today. Thanks for listening, and I hope that we will uh, we'll be in touch soon. All right. Bye.